0: You gotta prime before you paint. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, This Little President, A Presidential Primer, by Joan Halub. Illustrated by Daniel Rood. Published by Little Simon. Happy President's Day to everyone out there, and in honor of the holiday, we picked up this little ditty, called This Little President, a Presidential Primer. It's a board book, real sturdy. It touches on a few of America's presidents throughout our history, giving us a deeper appreciation of some of the men who held the office. Will we learn a good deal about our former leaders, or will we be left off dumber than we started? spouting off facts that just aren't correct. Well, pull up a picture of Mount Rushmore, grab your books if you got them, and let's get cookin'. We begin seeing a group of presidents standing in line. FDR and Obama are giving each other a fist bump. Like, what it is? And Lincoln is standing on a tree stump, which I had no clue Lincoln was for deforestation. Or, is that a pun? Like, He's stumping for something. I don't know. Joan tells us that our presidents have one hell of a job keeping this nation running and the population happy. And with how bad things have gotten now, it really makes you develop a deeper appreciation of all the presidents' past. Even the ones you don't like. As we turn the page, Joan begins breaking down a few of America's presidents throughout its history. And who would have thought... Joan starts on our first president, George Washington, and we see him standing on the front of a rowboat, like your buddy purposely trying to tip over your boat on that canoeing trip. Whoa. Damn it, Craig, sit down. What are you talking about? I'm not doing anything. Whoa. I swear if this tips over, my mom just bought me these shoes. All right, I wouldn't do that. Whoa, shit. Nah. Great. Just Great. How the hell am I supposed to go to my sister's recital smelling like scummy pond water? Thanks, Craig. Next up, it's John Adams. He was our first vice president, and the second president of the USA. And I must say, he had the worst hairdo of any president ever. He's bald, but it looks like he got a perm on the sides. That's even worse than the bald guys with a ponytail. He's just refusing to give it up. So you're the president of the United States? You seem fun. Here's my address if you want to write me. John, you sick son of a... You still got it. On the sides. We move on to our third president, Thomas Jefferson. Three down, only 43 more to go. Woo. Gear up. We're in for one hell of a long one. Well, of course, we all know, Thomas wrote the Declaration of Independence, which, that little document, was the best breakup letter ever written throughout mankind. Yes, better than that garbage you texted last week about finding yourself. No one's buying that. Oh, this is a relief. Finally, we make a jump to the 16th president. Honest O.A. Lincoln. Though, he wasn't allowed to live to be that old. Cause, a crazy actor named John Wilkes Booth assassinated him. Honestly, are we shocked that it was an actor? Just tune in to the Oscars for five minutes, and you can see just how crazy those people are. Actually, don't waste your time. It's super cringe. It's worse than watching your drunk uncle give a speech at the funeral reception he wasn't asked to give. Very shut up! Somebody just died, and it was too soon. Yeah, he was 95, but he was cut down in his prime. And none of you all could take the time out of your busy lives to go visit him more than once a day. No, I'm not finished. We all need to be a family again. Everyone needs to work to be better. By the way, I'm taking his car. We gotta touch on Daniel's illustrations here for a second. They're quite interesting, and we'll touch on them more in depth later. But his illustration of, oh, honest Abe, is awful. To be more specific, it's the beard. There's no definition to it at all. It's just a half circle, like someone taped a toupee to his chin. How you gonna do the man who won the Civil War like that? Moving on, it's Ulysses S. Grant, the general old Abe tapped to win the Civil War. And finally we get a fun fact we didn't know. President Grant made Christmas a national holiday. Who would have thought, without him, we would have never had the time to watch all those romantic Lifetime Christmas movies. We could all be stuck at work celebrating the holidays we love with the ones we hate. You'll never guess what I brought for lunch to celebrate. A ham sandwich. Damn it! How did you know?! Because it's the same damn lunch you've brought the last five years. So next year when you have a lot to be thankful for, make sure you're thankful for President Ulysses S. Grant. Alright, let's skip Teddy Roosevelt, because you guys get the point. It's a fun fact or two on a few presidents. That's the whole book. But at this point in the book, it takes a turn for the worst, and goes from factual to fiction real quick and it was going so well. Let's jump to Teddy's distant cousin. That's Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And after doing some research, not in this book, I just learned FDR married Teddy Roosevelt's niece. So that means FDR married his cousin. I didn't know he was from West Virginia. I kid. But now that we know this, we don't have to make baseless claims about people from Appalachia. We can just say, you married your cousin like the Roosevelt's. It's super weird, but hey, to each their own. I digress. We get this highly inaccurate, actually downright false statement from Joan. Quote, this little president told people not to fear. He gave jobs to Americans, which made them all cheer! end quote. No, he didn't. The president can't create a single job. He can get out of the way and let the free market do its work. But that's not what FDR did. Many economists would argue that his policies, called the New Deal, not only didn't work, but prolonged the Great Depression, which is what Joan is referring to there. So yeah, Joan might be a little confused because he just won the publicity war. Honestly, we're all lucky he had polio and died because many of his policies were found to be unconstitutional later. And we all know that man was never going to give up his power. He was not only a cousin lover, but a linger. What a terrible combination to have. Could you imagine that at family reunions? Alright, Franklin. We're out of food. You can go. No, I think I'll stay. Eleanor's your cousin. She's not into you. Oh, yes, yeah, she is. And since then, he caused the United States to adopt a two-term limit for president based on the precedent George Washington set. So yeah, Joan completely misses the mark there. But wait, she continues. She says John F. Kennedy was the youngest president elected to office. Wrong again, Joan. That was Teddy Roosevelt. How the hell does that make it past the editor? They'll print anything these days. You know what, I think I'm done. We finish up on Ronald Reagan, a president known for tearing down walls brick by brick, and President Obama, one known for chucking up bricks in basketball. And then Joan tells us, just maybe, we'll be president. You know, I do read a lot of books. So what's Joan's lesson in this one? I believe it's, history can be fun and easy to get through. Maybe she could give the History Channel some advice and they could actually get their programming back from swamp people to ancient aliens to actual history, considering it's in their name. Joan gave us a deeper appreciation for each president she listed, which is exactly what we were looking for. So what do I think of Joan's work? Well, it would have been a nice brisk read that would have allowed me to impress everyone at the dinner table with the facts I learned, but it's kind of hard to look smart when the facts you're telling are dead wrong. So that's where her work takes a huge hit, and it would have taken two seconds to fact-check herself, because it certainly didn't take long for us to look it up. So that's highly disappointing and lazy work. As for the pictures, they worked, I guess. Except for the fact that every president's pupils were so dilated, it looked like they were hopped up on PCP. Just like the writing, they were simple, which complemented the book rather well. If you're interested in the presidents this holiday, check this hardback out. But if you're going to state some of the facts from this book, make sure the people you're around don't know anything about the U.S. presidents or don't speak the same language. On a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 2.3. I'll push it around to make it look like I ate it. I'll go back for another bite, as long as the Roosevelt clan doesn't show up. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.